0: What up, what up, what up, San Antonio, Austin, Del Rio, people up in Tyler, people up in the Shaw City, people down in the whole 305 South Florida region You are tuned, and my people down the radio, don't forget about them you're tuned into the Friday edition of the Sports Grind, Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark, producing Mr. Sam spinning the one and twos. We are broadcasting here from the Hazel Sky Online Studios. And the first segment of the day, it's going to be sponsored by Way to Grow. Way to Grow is a full-service landscaping company that can handle all your residential or commercial needs. All right, they'll give you a free estimate as well. All you got to do is go to Way to Grow.net. That is Way to Grow official sponsor of the Sports Grind. If you know what you want to talk about, it is open phone lines. Feel free to give us a call. Anything that we are discussing on today's show, if you want to weigh in on the discussion or give your opinion, you have the right to do that. We just ask you to be patient during the breaks and during the segments, and we'll try to get to the phone call accordingly. Also, if you need to reach out to me or follow me on Twitter, don't forget about the handle. It's at Sports Grind. Excuse me. And also, if you want to... Stream the show live and leave comments throughout the show. We'll try to get to those um, and read those, or I'll react to those later. But you can go to the uh, Facebook business page of Sports Grind, or you can go to my personal page as well, too, and you can stream the show. And don't forget, if you ever miss any of the daily shows live, you can always go to sportsgrindonline.com, where you can download the daily podcast from there every day. 1-800-707-9760. Mr. Clark, what's up, man? I'm ready rock and roll. All right, Mr. Sounds. What's up, fellas? How we doing? Doing all right, man. It is Friday. Close the week. If you didn't tune in to yesterday's show, uh, we gave you an uh, announcement that Monday we'll be off, uh, taking off for the Juneteenth holiday, and then on Tuesday we'll be off as well, too. That'll be kind of business for me. Jonas has family coming in, so we'll go ahead and be all Tuesday. But for the first time in probably over 13 years, uh, the station has requested us to have a leave a best of of the sports grind so they don't have to, I guess, switch to Fox feed. So um, <clears throat> Jonas, the producer, has put that together. for you. I have nothing to do with that, just to let you know. <laughs> but Jonas put that together. So that will be there on Monday and Tuesday. All right. But with that said, we've got some things to close the week with strong. Uh, we've got, uh, of course, we're going to have to talk about the NBA Finals. going to spend a lot talking about that, legacy stuff, this and that. And, you know, I got to thinking, I wasn't thinking it last night to this morning. I was like, well, you know, I know I live in a city that likes to go down reminiscent lane for the Spurs and stuff. You know, hey, it's Memorial Day, Memorial Day shot, you know, <clears throat> The year we drafted him. So I said, you know what? I said, well, they won't mind me going back to this time where the Spurs were kind of like, maybe not on a similar run Golden State is, but how they, how, when they were at that time. And the difference that I feel between the front office and Golden State, and well, I should really say ownership in Golden State and front office a little bit. Compared to San Antonio at that time. Not now. Not right now. I'm talking about going back to the early 2000s and that time. And I'll tell you what the difference is and the major difference that what this team is doing is trying to squeeze all the juice out of that orange and lemon. And how I felt that, give you an example why I tell you the difference between why I think in that run, don't know if we did that handled it to say our approach is the same way <clears throat> and i'll let you know what i'm talking about with that here shortly also um so we'll get the reaction of that and go to say we'll talk about with steph you know we'll talk about where this puts him and we'll start there we'll get to theirs here pretty soon uh some of the other things you know nfl we pretty much wrapped up most of the um mandatory mini camps the next things would be training camp in the next four or five weeks uh starting um, the Dallas Cowboys Yesterday we talked about them You know McCarthy giving them A day off because they had a bonding moment And then probably two or three hours After that circula- circulated out there Will has come out that the Dallas Cowboys Was fined 100000 Along with Ron Rivera And the Washington Commanders as well too Fined 100000 For practice violations And this is the second year in a row For McCarthy in Dallas so I'm thinking like, okay. And these are terms of physical to physical type of practices early. It's just part of that whole new CBA agreement that they agreed to. But I'm like, well, damn, last year, did I really see that translate to on the field? This extra, you know, toughness. Well, hey, we're just going to go. We're just because, you know, there's other organizations that they know what they do and they just take those fines because it is what they do. Whether you're not supposed to really be in pads you know, you're really not supposed to do that. And teams that really feel like they want that edge and go to the extra mile, they do it. But you kind of see the results on the field. But I said, I feel you, Mike. I said, I guess too. So. But that's a hundred. That's a hundred G's two years in a row. What you got?
1: Lovey Smith also joins the fine club um, for contact and practices. Hmm. Uh, and at this point in year, you're supposed to not be, you know, had a, you know, contact. Uh, at that point but the texans got hit with a fifty thousand dollar fine
0: hmm. yeah
1: well yeah love he's you know
0: he's he's been he's been a while since he's been a head coach and he's he love he's definitely old school i mean he was a head coach at the college level uh but in the nfl he's probably just thinking hey you know and, and to be honest with you, you probably you know didn't really realize it all the way you know and then things happen and and it makes sense when you deal with I mean, look at the two franchises. I and mean, some of them ran right to just do it because, hey, man, we're going to do it this way we do. But look at Washington. Things chaos there. They they trying to keep up with court dates and civil suits more than what's in the CBA where they can practice. That information evidently ain't get relayed to Ron. And basically they trying to do damage control from dust up comments. And then you look at Dallas, same thing. I mean, that's ran a whole. I mean, Jerry's here, you know, Mike. But that's two years in a row from them. And then I think with the Texans and 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 Lovey, I would say that. And then it also let you know that every team got Takashi six nines. Like, wait a minute, man. Like, what well, we ain't supposed to be doing this? Like, I showed up for volume. We ain't supposed to be doing that. Let me tell my agent. Yeah, that's what's happening. You know, that's what's going on. You know, it kind of reminds me, of I was up late the other night, couldn't sleep, and it was like 3 o'clock in the morning, Major League Baseball came on, the movie. I was like, damn, every time that movie comes on, like I've seen it like just watching. It's like Dorn going, hey, you know in my contract, I don't have to do any calisthenics. I don't have to do that. Just pisses on the contract. That's what you got some guys here. Hey, we're not supposed to be hitting. We're not supposed to be doing this. We're two hours late. We've been out here. We're supposed to be gone an hour ago. What you got?
1: Well, that actually makes me wonder. Uh At, at this point in the season, and this is to set the tone for the entire how your 2022-2023 football season is going to go. Do you feel like you can lose players at this point because they don't want to or or the pushback? We haven't heard from pushback um, for being too physical. I haven't seen anything trending where somebody's like, oh, we shouldn't be doing this. And you talk about the snitching situations. I feel like you would have heard something if a player had walked off the field because they refused to do an exercise. The, the, this is
0: business, man. It's held by through agents. I mean, you, if this is if it's a practice that's ran longer or if it's certain contact, I mean, for the most part, you know, we do still live in a society where some of us is a min- minority, but some of us handle their business outside of social media. Not everybody runs. To social media to tell everybody what their problems are what they're about to do you still got some real ogs that operate a different type of way so to me no just because we haven't heard any player run out to the media whatever doesn't mean it's going on and i think it's just something that you do it and then you let your agent know like hey man aren't we supposed to only be here for an hour and a half or two hours you know that's how it works that's how it goes down uh but no to answer your original question i don't think you really lose anybody i mean it doesn't say like oh well you're gonna suck because you had this no I mean, it's just, again, it's uh, some, that's what I've told everybody. It's like these, some of these athletes treat this just like your job that you're on right now while listening to this show. It's a job. And if your job told you that you were supposed, y'all were getting out of work at, four o'clock instead of five o'clock on a Friday and you made plans to pick up the kids, you made plans to do that, and all of a sudden your boss said, Well, it's gonna be four forty five. You telling somebody, you telling HR like, look, man, this is the second week in a row we said we can get we're staying like it's the same way in sports, man. It's the same way. So you got that going on. Also NFL news, Deshaun Watson again, he can't say out of the news, but the NFL PA has already pretty much, you know, spoke or leaked out that, you know what, they plan, if if he gets any type of suspension without pay, they come in to fight for him. And supposedly that they're targeting three owners, or, or three situations with three owners or teams that was handled in regards to how they want to do, like, uh, you didn't, but you're going to, you know, suspend Deshaun with no pay. And three of those franchises, you have Jerry Jones and Dallas, and I forgot exactly what that incident was about or what they were talking about in regards to that. Of course, you have the Snyder in Washington. You can pick from all kind of different stuff he's involved in. And the third one was Robert Kraft. And I would assume this is going to go back to the whole massage situation, in the parlor, in the massage parlor. So to me, the PA, I mean, they're going to have the guys back. But again, it's just one of those things. Because the only people that's really hurting in this is really those other guys on Cleveland and Safansky and the rest of the organization that's really don't know whether they're gonna have this guy under center this year or not. And the other main person is in regards to Jacoby's Brissett's mindset. And I and a part of me feels bad for Jacoby because Jacoby always finds himself in this situation. This is the reason why I don't know if Jacoby really can be a starter, NFL quarterback or not. Because he's always put in these situations to where he's in limbo, well, we're gonna start you. Oh, by the way, luck said he's retiring. I know you didn't get any reps all off season in camp, but there you go. Andrews, he's always in this position, and he's in this
1: position again uh, with the Cleveland Browns. The NFLPA, of course, going after the personal conduct mm-hmm. suspension, which is what is what they, you know Deshaun would be suspended for. Right. So you're 100% right. On the Robert Kraft, it's the massage parlor. On Daniel Snyder, <laughs> take your pick yeah. of all of theirs. But the one that the Jerry Jones and the Cowboys are referenced in is the voyeurism, the cell phone video. That was taken by the PR director, uh, if you right. remember. He had caught he had caught the uh, the uh, cell phone video of the cheerleaders, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, about that two years would, ago. Oh, okay, yeah. So yeah, the personal was, conduct yeah. is what they're hitting. That I moment. got you. Okay, I forgot about that instance. Speaking of
0: Jerry, Jerry has said that we we shouldn't even be talking or discussing Sean Payton for a coach candidate for Dallas. Okay, Jerry. Now, I understand why he has to say that now because we haven't even played one preseason game yet or even showed up for camp. So, again, you're trying to give everything and put Mike McCarthy in the right position to be successful. And he says, I understand why people say we have a good relationship. I think highly of Sean, you know, but I just think that's not a conversation that should even be linked. Like how, well, it is, Jerry, and it's the truth, and you know it's the truth, period. I mean, that that's one of those that we will get – We'll, 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 we'll save the receipts on that because the only way that I feel that that doesn't come true is if Mike McCarthy wins the Super Bowl or number two, Sean Payton just says, you know what? I kind of like this TV thing, or I'm not, I don't think Sean's signed a TV, or I just like being retired. I want to wait another year. But if he comes back and he puts his name in the head coaching carousel and Mike McCarthy falls short of a Super Bowl, I really do believe he's going to be the next coach of the Dallas Cowboys. It just makes too much sense, you know. So you got that going on. Uh Clowney. Clowney says, hey, the only reason why I came back to Cleveland was because of Deshaun. He said a few days before he even made the decision, him and Deshaun talked, and he told him, he's like, if you go there, I'll come back. He said that's the only reason why I came back to Cleveland was for Deshaun. Um also, golf, we've got U.S. Open update continue to go on. I haven't checked the leaderboard yet today, haven't had time to look at it, but I know that uh, Roy was leaking or lurking, I should say, around the lead uh, Lead uh, up at the PGA. He was finished like at minus three yesterday, but the other story, it don't look like Phil's making a cut. Phil shot a plus eight yesterday. It's, I saw some of his game, his highlights. That looks like a man that – hasn't picked up a club like in sec- like in a year. He, he just looks like he hasn't played competitive golf at this level in a while. I don't even think he was a factor in the live tournament last week. Um, you know, it's just some guys in all sports that you can't play and perform at any level with dealing with big distractions. There's some athletes that can do it whether you're talking individual sports as golf, boxing, tennis, or team sports, there are some guys that if their life is, if something's up in shambles or they've got pressure or they're under scrutiny or they might be public enemy one for the present moment, that bothers their performance, you know, and I think Phil is definitely one of those guys. I mean, the fire of plus eight, I mean, with all this hoopla going on and then not really to make the cut, um, you know, I guess so, and this is the one that eludes him and the one that he's always said is the most important to him. Um, NHL hockey, Uh game two resumes tomorrow in Colorado. The defending champs are down one 0 uh, We'll see how that plays out. I think by the time we get back, I don't know where hockey schedule is, you know, where game three would be, but I definitely think Tampa, um, Colorado, like I said, they've only dropped like two games this whole Stanley Cup playoffs, but I think Tampa ties it up uh tomorrow night you know but, but Colorado's fast man Them guys got speed they fast up there
1: game three is Monday uh in Tampa Bay
0: in Tampa so I think by the time we come back hmm by the time we come back there's a good look that Tampa might be up to one but who knows this is just going to be a lengthy series and in general it should be but Avalanche definitely got some speed also um what else we got going on uh you have um what was I going to say well baseball continues to go on you know we haven't the Britney Griner thing WNBA first of all Sue Bird announced yesterday that at the end of this year she's going to retire definitely one of the goats in uh women's basketball had a, had a hell of a career at UConn um uh, you know i mean i thought she was going to retire honestly like 2 years ago uh, but she called it quits. The other thing that I think is what you got?
1: Just um, she currently sits seventh on the all-time scoring list. She's two hundred points behind Cappy Pondexter. Hmm. Okay. All right.
0: No, definitely a hell of a player, man. Uh, one of the uh, like I said, one of the all-time greats. I've always uh, respected her game. Um, and she's a big reason, the reason why that WNBA the talent. And the quality basketball, you know, she's she's burped a generation of young ladies coming behind her as well uh, to help get this league of the quality basketball is better than the WNBA. That's what it stands out to me. Uh, but, you know, speaking of WNBA, because, again, this whole Brittany Griner situation, you know, earlier this week, you know, it came out that she was going to be extended her stay. And I know Boston during the finals, they wore T-shirts. They brought, you know, some attention to it. Um, I think that's what it going to take. But unfortunately, I, I just think this is a situation where under the climate we're in in this world and what's going on with that country in Ukraine. And now the fact that we're involved in it in some capacity. Me personally, I don't think Brittany's coming home anytime soon. And in my personal beliefs, unless U.S. there's probably crazy demands we ain't even heard of that they asking for in return to hurt an American song but when we get back we'll put a bow on the NBA season the 2022 season when we talk about it. the Golden State Warriors they get another one we'll talk about it when we get back you listen to the sports grind broadcasting here from the Hazel Sky Online studios we'll be back ready for a real cocktail introducing new zing zang ready to drink cocktails in a camp America's number one Bloody Mary mix
1: with vodka
0: All right, back here on the Sports Grind. Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark, producer, Mr. Sandspin, the one and twos, 1-800-707-9760, broadcasting here from the Hazel Scott Online Studios. And this next segment is going to be sponsored by Tile Out Orchid at the Dominion. They're open Monday through Friday from 5 to 9. They have a nice family atmosphere, nice menu as well to choose from. So if you're out there in the Dominion area shopping at the rim, just head right down there and check out Tile Out Orchid at the Dominion, official sponsor of the sports crime. All right, so the Golden State Warriors, and this just this, just talk about this nucleus because I know they've got the numbers out there. All right, there's some other older ones, but this group right here, their fourth title, they win it on the road in Boston in game six, uh, sending Boston home. And before we start talking about legacies and, and, you know, dynasties and all that, let's just look at last night and really put a bow on the series in general. Um, on Golden State side, I mean, we talked about it yesterday. Um, you know, I felt Boston. Boston got off to the start that they needed to get off to. Like I, I, I said yesterday, I said if they get out to one of those come out swinging haymaker situations and get out sixteen to four, sixteen to eight, or one of those, that's what they need to do. Well, they got out twelve to two, and a timeout was called, and the next thing you know, we have one of the longest unanswered scoring runs in a finals game in the last 50 years, a 21-0 run. And I felt that once that took place and they went into the second quarter and they really put the clamps in the second quarter and got it back up to 15 or 17, it was ball game. I mean, I knew the game was over. Because, you know, with that group, what was on the line, they were not going, I mean, I know we saw it in game one in their own building, but in a closeout game, the only shot Boston had was to really be front runners all night. And they got out to the start they wanted, but then, you know, that quickly evaporated, evaporated that 12 to 2, uh, or 21 to 0 run, that 12 to 2 lead they had. Um, so that was number one. Um, of course, I think, um, Draymond Green, who took a lot of criticism from myself and other people after game two in regards to his podcast, not being focused, him, trolling the refs. It was all fair criticism, but I think yesterday in a closeout game, uh, probably had one of his better games of the series. He was able to hit down, he hit down at least two threes and hit a three really the whole series. He had a, a crucial one uh, to kind of stretch that lead up to about eight the first time in that first quarter uh, when they had that run back. And then also, the force that he played with on defense and them, him pushing the tempo and bringing the ball up and forcing Boston to play fast. So props to Draymond Green did not have a great series. Uh, he'll be the first to tell you that, but you know what? He did, you know, make amends for his two horrible games in Boston early on in the series. Um, the other thing, uh, that stood out, uh, to me, you know, in regards to Golden State in this game yesterday. Uh, was really what I've been preaching, I don't know, maybe since 2015, 16, about Golden State's defense. They were the number two. I mean, Steve Kerr alluded to it at the game. They were the number two team in the league behind that team. They were playing Boston defensively, and they were the number one team defending the rim all season, and that's without their big man. Very impressive. That's coaching, Okay. That's a culture. That's philosophy. And you know, uh, was their defense? They did it with defense. I mean, they were hitting shots. Curry was hitting shots. They were, you know, pool. Poole got off. I mean, he had his probably best game. Probably well, obviously his best game in Boston on the road. And I think that's the difference is that their role players last night stepped up and took the lead of their their leader and Stephen Curry, and all had that killer mentality. I like what I like what um, you know, Jalen Rose said. At halftime. You know, he said, look, he goes, right now Boston has to wake up and realize Golden State's taking kill shots. Those threes that pulled in, that those were kill shots. They ain't they weren't warning shots. It wasn't, I'm gonna lick one off in the air like it's New Year's Eve. Those were kill shots, man. And and I told you yesterday, and they that guy has it in him. Speaking of 30. assassin, babyface assassin. He's got that nickname for a reason. And it was on display last night. Um, so I just felt that, you know, Sam alluded to it when he called Golden State in six. He talked about the experience. Yes, yeah, Sam called that one right on the dot, Golden State in six. Um, and the experience I think did start to show up in the last couple games because the Haymakers and the, and the deep, and this is another thing that, 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 that is just on display. They were trying. They did it early in the series, and they still continue to do it. They were trying to find Steph on defense, and Steph was ready. I mean, Steph is – I me personally, I mean, I thought Kerr was kind of a little over-exaggerating early on in the season when he talked about it. Um, is really – and he's been talking about it for the last couple of years on how much intention to detail and improvement that, you know, Steph and Curry has tried to do on the defensive side of the ball. I mean, no, he's never going to make first team all defense. He ain't that. He ain't got that good. But they they couldn't expose him like they wanted to, like the scouting report figured. Like we go back at him, making him a liability. He can't play defense. He shut that down. Even in the game, he struggled. Even the game that he went 0 for nine from three point land broke the streak of 233 games with a consecutive three points. That game right there, he was doing it on defense. See, that's the ball and transitioning to the other team, the losing team. That's the ball that Jason Tatum. Tatum's gonna have a long off season, man, in that town. Okay, you know when 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 guys would sit here and come up small. Even if you go in the town, even if you go back in the days of the Admiral and David and Number Fifty, when the whole league was calling him soft, and you know couldn't get past Golden State back then. Run DMC couldn't get past Malone and Stockton. They they don't have they don't really have to they had not really had to hear that down here locally. Up in Boston. Tatum's going to have a long offseason. Now, the difference between that is that Tatum, I mean, first of all, Boston, I think, as a team, had 200 turnovers in the playoffs. I think Tatum alone, I, I forgot the stat that I saw on how many t- turnovers Tatum had. A hundred. hundred. So he had half of those. I talked about this when the playoffs started. We brought up the Jalen Brown and Tatum. And yes, Jalen Brown, I saw Jalen Brown take a leap this playoffs to put him in that category that you and Sam were talking about. Hey, Jen, because the whole talk was like, do they really have but what this showed me, Boston really they it might be coming, but Boston really don't have a legit big two or big three. They don't. Not not the way we categorize them, not yet. They they look like that on ta- uh, on on talent. I think what Jalen Brown showed. Is that he might be at this point a little bit more mental tougher than Jason Tatum. You know, I don't know if that's fair to say that, but he's not talent. He's not more talented than Tatum, but you know, this is the thing. I asked the question yesterday. Hey, you know, is, you know, Keith, I talked to Keith about this. Yesterday. I said, Hey, is it in Jason Tatum's head? He said he didn't think so. I thought it's, I thought it was. He brought it up in the playoffs about, I don't know who started this superstar stuff. The guy scored two points in a closeout game at home in the second half. Two points. He had one of the worst field goal percentage shooting, shooting percentages in NBA Finals history for an individual performance. He's going to have to learn. For, he, he's going to have to, the guy that he idled, the late Kobe, who shot air balls his first year in the playoffs or something in Utah from the free throw. I shot a lot of bunch of air balls. Use that as a motivation for fall He needs to go ahead and 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 get that in, dig deep, because he's got some flaws in this game. The turnovers just come from, also, I believe, that he needs to take the next step of learning to read defenses in real time on the fly, how they're making adjustments to him. And that has a lot to do with the turnovers. Okay. A lot of people, we talked about it, had comments on Facebook Live. I asked a question to Keith yesterday about this point guard situation in Boston by Marcus Smart. Now, I'll tell you this right now. I wouldn't be surprised if they listen up there and you start listening to talking heads and this and that. And, you know, Brad Stevens is new at this, too, in the front office position. And sometimes... GMs get to listen to their fan base and thing. If it gets too loud and they start talking about point guard, point guard, they don't come cheap. And therefore you probably gonna have to pull a trade out from and therefore Marcus Smart might be on the move. You might have to move Marcus Smart if it's one of those situations where you're looking for a point guard. If the, if they're looking for that type of point guard, you're gonna have to give some of them guys up, somebody up. I think that they're going to run it back. I think for the most team, but be, don't be surprised if Marcus Smart, the defensive player of the year is involved in some trade. If that whole point guard, I, me personally, I don't really think that it was, it's that much of a, like, damn, it's really glaring. They don't have a point guard. Yes, a true point guard could make it get Tatum a little better, easier shots here and there. But the truth of the matter is it was fine going through the Eastern Conference. We didn't, we didn't talk Boston point guard, and my point is when we talk about these 200 t- turnovers, and still to today, I still don't think it's enough credit being given to Golden State defense because everybody for where did Boston look? Man, the turnovers? They have got to fix that, and they got to turn. Well, you know what? Golden State had a lot to do with that in regards to that. But I think Boston. I mean, you know what? If we look at that, part of this conversation is you know when you look at Boston, I think they're still going to be there in the mix. When you talk about the Milwaukee Bucks, when you talk about um you know brooklyn you know depending on what's going to happen now there's rumors that they are going to give Kyrie that extension i don't know but boston is pretty much not going anywhere in the east on the other side flip side of golden state the winners it's going to be petty murphy this summer for golden state so just get ready there's going to be a, i mean it started last night like clay and steph turned into petty murphy quickly and let me tell you another thing. Nobody caught it. I caught it. And don't think it's accident. I've seen this team now win four championships from start to finish. And I don't recall, first of all, Dale, okay? You can tell it's so awkward between Dale and Steph's mom. I mean, even the picture that surfaced is like, man, you stand over there. I've never seen the sister get in any picture. Like, man, get here so we could whatever, okay? Swapping wives ain't working out too good. I don't know. But I've never seen Dale show up being right there. And when they got in the celebration, you start seeing more of them pop up. Dale had the cigar right on deck. For all you young- youngsters out there, by the guy named Red Arbach. that's really, I told you they were trying to come and piss all over the parquet last night. And they did. R. Kelly style. And they did it with cigars, man. That to me, it lets me know this whole two years, two and a half years that they've had to listen to this, that, that, that their first championship wasn't legit because LeBron, Kyrie, this and that. Oh, you know, Draymond had to go re- recruit KD. Like I posted all, K- what this proves is KD was just a cheat code. They found a cheat code. Okay. Like when you used to play Contra. I bet you nobody can tell me what the contract, up up down down b left b right nobody can tell me that cuz I can't but I remember it was a cheat code. I forgot what it gave you. It was on Super Nintendo. KD was a cheat code, man. That's all it was. He wasn't he he didn't make them a championship and a dynasty type. They were already that. They were already that in the making. And I and I talk. I took a lot of criticism on this show in this you know, oh man, when he leaves, there's a lot of people because you know Stephen A. Smith is hey, he was the one that said Golden State this year, but him and a lot of people said when Katie Oh, there that it won't happen again. They're done. Nobody thought Steph was gonna lead a team to the promised land on his back. Okay. And, you know, this just comes down to where. And I'll keep saying it, as long as they've got those two light-skinned brothers, man, and the best coach, took a lot of heat saying that, especially in my backyard. Kerr, since 2018, has been the best coach in basketball, hands down. And and this kind of, and it solidifies this the way that, because Steve told you after, they didn't even look at this and camp, like, yeah, you know, like, we're all playing for a championship, but like Steve said, this is the one that really came out of left field. Kind of what I've been saying this whole time. This is a freebie. I mean, this is a free one if you let them get this one. Now, there's teams in the West, and I want to kind of talk about that. Who's their biggest threat to them next year? I've got some thoughts on that. Uh, But this is, you know, one of these questions is where do we put this dynasty? You know, where do we rank this? Not amongst sports. I just want to stick between NBA up there. I mean, you're talking six trips to the finals out of eight years, and they're four and eight. So that's 50% they cashed in that they've gone Um, and you can nitpick maybe the ones that they didn't what. And the scary thing is, is that they are probably going to be better next year just on paper. I mean, Sam's agreeing with me. I see him. They're going to probably be better next year. They are than they were this year. Clay's going to be better. He's going to have, he's finally going to in two years, he's going to have a regular off season. He's going to be able to hit it hard. He's going to be able to hit the weights. He's going to be able to get in condition. He's going to get strength back. We'll see what kind of mentality Wiseman's coming back. What do they want to do with him? Okay, they're going to be better. Now, there's teams in the West that I believe is going to be better, that's going to be closing the gap. But the point is, it's hard to really talk top 10. Like, what do you put Steph in a top 10? You do this. I'll tell you, to this day, as much as I champion Steph and the Golden State, I, I, he's not in my top five yet. I mean, he's not. And in the top 10, I really wanted to do a list of top 10. Coming in here because I knew we were going to talk about it. And I really sat there and I was going to I was texting myself so I could just have something forget. I stopped like at three or four or five because it's tough. I mean, and I and the criteria I put on myself is like, I I'm only going to go by the guys I've seen in my lifetime. I can't go by Wilt. I can't go by Bill Russell. I'm just going by the guys that I've seen actually play with my own eyes in real time, but couldn't get to it. So I'm not definitely I don't think I'm ready to put Steph in top five because the reason why, it's still going in real time. I mean, he's 34. He's not done. I mean, I think we can have that discussion after he's four. He's Ty LeBron. You can have a question now. It's like, who's really been, whose era has this really been? Has it been LeBron? I mean, of course, domination, seven straight finals, Eastern Conference, whatever, but Steph got four. And the the way it looks like it, there's a good chance LeBron going to be stuck on four. You listen to the sports grind broadcasting here from the Hazel Sky online studios. Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark, producer, Mr. Sands, the one or we We'll be back.